the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, fitness, nutrition, and wellness. Now in its 34th year, your host of Dr. Health Radio is David Snow, who is a health expert but not a doctor. And while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their area of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a medical condition that requires treatment, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. Today's forecast. Well, this morning is going to be six feet of snow for a solid hour. <laughs> Coming out of your radio, of course. Well, 5.11 when I take my shoes off. Hey, it's the snowman with you, David Snow, thanking you for joining us today here on the healthiest and coolest hour on radio. Not too cool, just cool enough. And uh, we will weather the weather, whatever the weather, whether we like it or not. And on today's show, whether you like it or not, it's winter, two days long. And uh, which means the days are short, the nights are long, and uh, that can mean SAD, a sad state of affairs for millions of people. The state of your health can suffer from low levels of light, otherwise known as seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, uh, psychological or emotional um, condition, but also affecting you physically as well. It's described in medicine as that. And so we are here or um, here to shed light on this topic, all-important topic of light uh, and its related conditions will be Dr. Greg Hammer. He is a pediatric intensive care physician, also an anesthesiologist, and has done research in developmental pharmacology and immunology. He's also the uh, professor or a professor at Stanford University School of Medicine, as well as being a best-selling author of Gain Without Pain. We'll talk about his book, Happiness Handbook, and we'll talk about seasonal depression, the history of SAD, uh, vitamin D levels. What about that? How does that affect your uh, your levels of mood and uh, health uh, during this shorter or uh, uh, <laughs> light compromise time of the year, I should say? And also, what about melatonin, the sleep hormone? Is that uh, good or bad for you at this time of the year? And physical effects as well as emotional effects of not having enough light. And your electronic devices, how do they affect uh, your uh, circadian rhythms, your sleep cycles and uh, daytime alertness, as well as um, some of the... the um, uh, lifestyle modifications that Dr. Hammer recommends, uh, such as meditation. We'll talk about that as well. So uh, that's coming up after these announcements and uh, a few uh, of our regular features. Next week on Dr. Health Radio, our last show of 2023, a special edition of the program, which we always do as close to New Year's Eve as possible, our annual presentation of Alcohol and Your Health and Alcohol Addiction. Our resident guest expert and author, 
Doug Thorburn joins us to inform you on how to identify a driver under the influence if you're out there on the highways and byways, since it is one of the deadliest weekends of the year, as well as how to identify alcoholics you may not be aware of that are in your life, whether at work or in social settings or even close friends, relatives, or immediate family members. Also, the myths and realities of alcohol addiction. So uh, tune in next week. Here on Dr. Health Radio, that's uh, on next week's program. And then two weeks from today, make sure you mark your calendars for, I believe it's uh, January 6th, 2024. It's original er, America's original queen of fitness, Elaine LaLanne, who is almost 98 years young, still going strong. Uh, you remember Jack LaLanne, for those of you old enough to know the uh, godfather of fitness. He actually opened the first fitness club in Oakland, California, uh, first gym of its kind and, uh, you know, the uh, type of modern-day gym as we know it today, and I believe 1936. But uh, we'll be covering New Year's fitness resolutions, uh, plus information on testosterone, estrogen, and other hormones, how hormone uh, hormone uh, levels affect your health. Uh, that's with our hormone expert, Hormonious Hugh, Hugh Wardwater, who is a uh, physician father, uh, actually pioneered some uh, hormone treatments and therapies. So we'll talk to him two weeks from today. Well, this weekend, uh, being one of the biggest chocolate-consuming holidays of the year, Christmas, uh, here's a reminder about the heavy metals and dark chocolates. Now, as nutritious as they are, uh, we recently did a show on heavy metals in general, the mercury and arsenic in our environment, food, and other uh, areas uh, and, and, and what gets into our bodies, so lead, cadmium, etc. But uh, heavy metals, unfortunately, are common in the soil of cacao-producing regions. And food scientists have known for a long time that the concentration in dark chocolate is or can be problematic. Now, consistent long-term exposure to even small levels or uh, amounts of these heavy metals can lead to a variety of health problems, especially if uh, the the person is pregnant or for children, uh, that uh, can especially affect them. Uh, so do your research if you are uh, consuming them. Uh, there's test reports out there. I know Consumer Reports did a big survey and uh, had a big uh, news story on it uh, last year. Uh, also consider, well, this this news story says consider milk chocolate. I would shy away from milk chocolate because of the uh, added um, sugar uh, and some milk chocolate is as little as 10% cacao, uh, which uh, doesn't, you know, it's all milk and sugar and saturated fat. But, uh, you know, just treat sugar, uh, chocolate like a treat. Um, use it in moderation. I just, I had actually a small piece with breakfast, and I had the Taza chocolate. I love this brand. They're not a sponsor or anything, but T-A-Z-A. Uh, and they actually, I, I investigated them, and they're one of the lowest um, uh, as far as lead or uh, toxic metal-containing chocolates, uh, very low on the scale. And uh, some of the popular ones were pretty high on the scale, but um, as far as uh, the content of heavy metals. But um, they have everything from 70% to 95% cacao, and I use the, uh, I usually buy the 95%, uh, which I buy at Abbey's Health and Nutrition here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, but uh, you can find it in natural food stores. And they use the whole bean. It's like the Mexican-style chocolate, but minus the sugar. Uh, so you get that texture, and you get more polyphenols uh, from the Taza chocolate. It uh, has a delicious flavor to it. All right, uh, here's a description of your body on overeating at a holiday feast. Do you 
want to know this? Well, uh, you know, it's going to happen this weekend or, uh, well, sometimes any time of the year, but especially this weekend and next for uh, New Year's weekend. But who hasn't stuffed themselves silly at a holiday dinner, right? Well, uh, it's a tradition of 3,000 or 4,000 calorie tradition, if you will. Uh, but here's uh, how some of the systems deal with the overload. In the first minute of uh, your feast, your taste buds, uh, taste buds will send pleasure signals to the brain. More, please! And, uh, and that's when the enzymes kick in to your saliva. Yes, you have enzymes in your saliva. They start to break down the sugar and starches in your food. And um, then in five minutes or so, your stomach is working to dissolve that food and sending it to the small intestine for nutrient extraction, especially the fat and protein, which goes into your bloodstream. Then in 15 minutes, your, uh, both your stomach and small intestine will let your brain, via hormones, that you're beyond capacity. But uh, if you've shoved that meal too quickly into your pie hole, uh, your brain won't get the message in time, and uh, you have already stuffed yourself to seconds by the time you get that signal that you're full. And then within the first hour... Of course, your insulin levels spike in an attempt to control your blood sugar, and um, that can be problematic, especially for diabetics or people with prediabetes. Uh, But thank goodness, after two hours, your stomach has emptied, hopefully, and uh, blood vessels are somewhat back to normal. And you can always take digestive enzymes if you know you're going to eat too much or overeat or eat too fast. Uh, Enzylase is one I take. There's also others on the market, but just get a good, strong digestive enzyme. All right, let's go to the fitness file. Okay, can acupuncture improve fitness? Uh, This is a study that showed it improved muscle health, decreased mobility and strength. uh, That is what happens as we age. You know, sarcopenia sets in uh, where you have uh, loss of muscle mass and, and strength. Uh, But this is um, some evidence that shows that acupuncture may stimulate muscle regeneration and preserve muscle health. This was a study uh, conducted in, uh, let's see, uh, at the uh, Hospital of Chinese Medicine. Anyway, the study um, showed that a group uh, found, uh, let's see, over a 12-week period of acupuncture uh, treatments, uh, they experienced improvements. Uh, and uh, significant improvements, actually, in muscle mass and grip strength. So there you go. And finally, in the Funny Bone Pharmacy. Okay. What does the gingerbread man do when he breaks his leg? You know, in case you break your leg, and if you're a gingerbread man, well, he uses a candy cane. Yes. Uh, all right. Okay, some frosty funnies for you now that... Um, you know, I, I'm one of your primary Christmas characters out there, the snowman. So I feel an obligation to represent snow people, the population out there, including Frosty, which is, of course, our poster boy or spokesperson for all the snow characters. <laughs> and uh, so what do you call a snowman in Florida or Hawaii? That would be water. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to get the hook any time now. Uh, yes, I do start melting at about 90 degrees. What's a snowman's favorite cereal? I actually had some this morning. Frosted snowflakes. Well, stop, stop. Okay. Uh, what do you call a snowman's favorite food for lunch or dinner? Well, my, I love my burritos. And uh, how do snow people greet each other? Well, we usually say, ice to meet you. Yes, and um, 
Personally, I had this happen with a previous girlfriend who was a snow woman. Uh, What happened when the snow woman got angry at the snowman? She gave him the cold shoulder. Okay. And do you know where we snowmen go Christmas shopping? Well, I usually go to the winter net. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) I, I promise no more snow jokes after today. Uh, Well, I can't promise that, but uh, chances are. Uh, What's a snowman's favorite game? I like to play Freezebee. And uh, who is, let's see, I've got a minute left. Okay. (laughs) Who is Frosty or uh, who is a snowman's favorite ant? My favorite relative would be Antarctica. I like my Antarctica. She is so cool. I've got to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what's the last thing a snowman does when he bakes a cake, which I'll, I'll be baking this weekend, actually. He frosts it, yes. And finally, a funny that's medical, excuse me, actually medically related. Here's a chiropractor talking to Santa Claus, and uh, the doctor says, it appears you've thrown your back out going down too many chimneys. Okay, that's uh, that'll do it. Uh, we have to... Uh, Put Santa's spine in line with the chiropractor, and we have our guest on the line, Dr. Greg Hammer, who will have information on SAD and much more as we uh, continue our holiday edition of Dr. Health Radio here on the program. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Do you know there is a silent killer living among us? High blood pressure. It affects nearly 50% of all American adults and is a primary risk factor for stroke and heart attack. The CDC estimates that almost one-third of those with high blood pressure don't even know they have it. That's not surprising since high blood pressure or hypertension is often symptomless. Research studies have shown that a daily dose of aged garlic extract can safely and effectively help to reduce blood pressure, as well as benefiting a number of other cardiovascular risks. And the most researched and highly respected aged garlic extract is Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Odorless and organically grown, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been clinically shown to support healthy blood pressure and cardiovascular health. So along with getting your blood pressure checked regularly, get Kyolic Formula 109 for blood pressure and cardiovascular support today. Kyolic Blood Pressure Health Formula 109 is available at natural health stores nationwide and online. Welcome back to the show. It's your weekly weekend dose of wellness wisdom. Is that enough W's for you? Hey, welcome back to the program. David Snow on your radio. In this segment of the program, Dr. Greg Hammer is my guest. He's a professor at Stanford University School of Medicine. 
as well as being a best-selling author and mindfulness expert. He's the author of Gain Without Pain, the Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals, and we welcome him to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Dr. Hammer. How the health are you? <laughs> Love that question. I'm I'm doing very well, David. As I said, it's uh, delightfully wet here in the Bay Area. We need we still need more water, so it's uh, the weather's great and. Uh, it's uh, great to be alive today. All right. And we need more light at this time of the year, too, because so many people are light deficient as well as, you know, dehydrated or nutrient deficient. But, uh, you know, a lot of there's not enough um, devotion time wise and uh, and, you know, press in, in general, press wise uh, to the uh, the dedication of or uh, the importance of how light affects our health and uh as you know, circadian rhythms, the circadian rhythms, uh, the 24-hour sleep cycle and uh, the human biological cycle that naturally occurs in the human body. I mean, it affects wakefulness and metabolism, body temperature, digestion, your hunger and hormone levels, um, many other critical functions. And disruption of this system, as you know, as a doctor, uh, is associated with a litany of metabolic disorders, type 2 diabetes, uh, increased risk of cardiovascular disease, etc. So let's talk about why people are suffering at this time of the year. And, you know, it's been going on for centuries. People have had the winter blues. But let's, let's if you could give us a history, Dr. Hammer, of the history of SAD and uh, when it was first, you know, recognized as a medical condition by the medical establishment and um, how it is treated and prevented. Let's get into that. Sure. Well, let me distinguish, Dave, between winter blues and what you referred to as SAD or seasonal affective disorder. I just want to make it clear yeah, I'm not sure. a psychiatrist. And I think that winter blues is a sort of a milder version of seasonal affective disorder. Uh, seasonal affective disorder is a form of depression. And, uh, you know, people are having difficulty functioning. They're not sleeping. They're uh, really off the rails and, and very depressed in the wintertime or any time, then I would recommend getting counseling. Um, so let's kind of set that aside as something that may deserve more attention. Uh, but the winter blues is really common, as you suggested, and there uh, really are a lot of reasons for it. Um, we could talk about light, as you, as you alluded to. Um, light is so important for several different reasons. First of all, I think it affects our mood for reasons that aren't entirely clear, but I grew up outside of Chicago, and even on a clear day, especially in the summer, the sky was a little bit hazy. The colors were less than fully brilliant, and when I moved to uh, California many decades ago, I just noticed how brilliantly blue the sky is most of the time, and and the colors uh, on the trees, and, and I live on campus here at Stanford where people have lovely gardens. The colors are just brilliant. And that really affects my mood. I just sort of, I'm aware of that every single day because I didn't have that kind of brilliant light growing up. But as you suggested, uh, it's actually the, the blue wavelength of light that really affects our circadian ryth rhythm. And that's why too much blue light proximate to the time of going to bed at night is not healthy because it kind of kicks up our our energy level, if you will, and it is uh, it can fool our body into thinking that it's time to be up and active when we should be getting ready to go to sleep. So that's blue light. That's why people 
have all these blue blocking devices and, and lenses they wear and so on. And, and, and also, should... Doctor, if I could just interject, Doctor, sure. um, isn't that also why in Las Vegas all the casinos have bright lights all the time? So you know, people don't want to go to sleep. They want they're overstimulating the customers uh, in, in the blue light segment or uh, that aspect of uh, of their. Uh, you know their existence in the when they're in the casinos and and in the in those types of environments they they want to in, induce wakefulness right and and more gambling and eating and consuming <laughs> absolutely no i i hadn't actually thought of that i'm sure the casinos have their own branch of science when it comes oh, I'm to sure. yeah. how to how to keep people up all night and doing all those things but yes i'm sure the blue light is part of that um, there's also, you know, other wavelengths of light. Uh, uh, the opposite end of the visible spectrum being red light, and red and near infrared. Infrared means uh, uh, even longer wavelength light than red, and we can't see it. Our, our retina are not sensitive to it. But the red that we can see in this near infrared are really good for a lot of things in our body. The inflammatory response that we have, uh, chronic pain, so many other things, and. You know, there's been sort of a explosion of, of red and near-infrared light devices. Right. Uh, that's a whole field of endeavor. Um, so blue light, red light, uh, and, and ultraviolet light, which is shorter wavelength than the blue light and also not visible to us, of course, is so important. It's, it can be dangerous for our skin, but it does help us produce vitamin D, and vitamin D is so important. And when we're deficient in vitamin D, we have muscle aches, weakness, a lot of uh, other symptoms, and I think most of us at the latitude where I live are probably low or even deficient in vitamin D, and I would recommend that people have their vitamin D levels checked, because even in sunny areas where you are in Tampa, uh, you know, people generally are counseled to stay out of the sun or wear sunblock, right. so, exactly. and that's something that's easy to measure, so I would definitely recommend that, because you can easily supplement your vitamin D. Well, not only that, doctor, but also the elderly. As we get older, we have, uh, it's, it's less efficient that the sun will produce vitamin D in the skin, as you know. So um, it's especially, uh, people that are older are especially susceptible to vitamin D deficiencies, even if they're out in the sun. Yes, and, and that's a double whammy, David, because, uh, of course, vitamin D is important for building bone and, yes. and bone density. And so uh, older people actually have have uh, two things going against them as far as the risk of breaking bones and, and having a decline thereafter that may not be reversed. Uh, they, have, they may be vitamin D deficient, but they also lose balance, lose their ability to maintain balance. And so falls our major cause of morbidity and right. uh, eventually mortality in the elderly. So anyway, I think we're highlighting all the important elements of light in terms of our physiology, but I think also just the effect of light on our mood, uh, natural sunlight on our mood, uh, probably independent of those other uh, things we've identified, at least for me, I know it's very important. Absolutely. Dr. Hammer, we need to take a bottom hour break. And when we come back, I have many more questions for you about uh, seasonal depression and winter blues and uh, all the other things that are. And we'll talk about uh, the contents of your book, Gain Without Pain, the Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals, as well as the layman. My guest, Dr. Greg Hammer, 
And this is the Healthiest Hour on Radio. Stay tuned. When we come back, I want to ask Dr. Hammer about melatonin, how that affects seasonal affective disorder and uh, moods in general, as well as the physical effects. What if you're not uh, sensitive to uh, low light levels? Is it still affecting your health short-term or long-term? And what about electronic devices? (laughs) Do they help or hinder our health when we use them later in the evenings? Back after this with more information for your good health. So stick around if you want to stay healthy. Back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues. When it comes to probiotics, why do employees, managers, and owners of health stores recommend and personally take Theralac more than any other brand? Results. Fast results. In fact, Theralac is the fastest-acting medicinal-strength probiotic. With patented stomach acid-resistant delivery, prebiotic stimulation, and guaranteed potency, Theralac restores regularity fast while providing all the long-term benefits of the superior probiotic supplement. Don't be fooled by probiotic products that promise higher potencies or more strains of beneficial bacteria. High potency means nothing without delivery, and more strains are not necessarily better. Theralac is optimally formulated for results. Theralac, the high-potency probiotic with guaranteed strength, delivery, and stimulation, supporting your digestion, regularity, and immunity. Theralac, available in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store. For more information, go to Theralac.com. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I? No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, It let is it snow. David Snow on your radio, keeping you cool and healthy. Health, healthier, healthiest. We never rest until your health is healthier and your healthier is healthiest. And here to help keep us healthiest is Dr. Greg Hammer, uh, especially at this time of the year when a lot of people get the winter blues. And um, we have, well, there's uh, not only seasonal depression, but just depression in general from the holidays. Uh, back with uh, Dr. Hammer. Dr. Hammer, uh, before we run out of time, uh, because we're, I mean, we still have another segment after this, but uh, how can people get your book, Gain Without Pain? And if you could just give us a brief overview of what it contains. Sure. Well, my website is greghammermd.com, G-R-E-G-H-A-M-M-E-R-M-D.com. And there's a link to the book there. It's on Amazon and elsewhere. And also a link to get in touch with me through that website, greghammermd.com. The book is about really a 
uh, well, it's all about healthy living, of course, and that uh, begins with our physical well-being. We could talk about sleep, exercise, nutrition. There are chapters on each of those things. But Great. the thrust of the book is really about uh, mindfulness practice and um, uh, rewiring our brains. We have this amazing quality called neuroplasticity, and we can rewire our, our, our brains away from our negativity bias and inability to be present uh, to a more positive and present way of being. And, and GAIN is an acronym for what I think are the four pillars of mental and spiritual well-being, and they are gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non-judgment. So there are uh, chapters on each of those, and then we sort of put it all together with a GAIN practice. Yeah, and uh, I like the fact that you, you know, have a relaxation technique. You talk about meditation. But do people really need to, you know, the the basic um, mantra, no pun intended, is that you have to meditate twice a day for 20 minutes. But uh, you're saying uh-huh. that you, you don't have to do it uh, quite that long or quite that frequently. Uh, give us the rundown on that for people that are not meditators. I mean, I know a lot of meditators, and some people over the years have said, oh, David, you're, you're so mellow. You, you must meditate, and I, I, I don't. <laughs> but uh, do, do some people need more meditation than others? Or uh... Well, uh, you know, many people, David, think that meditation requires sitting perfectly still for 30 minutes, possibly in an uncomfortable position, right. and banishing all thoughts from our mind. And, of course, very few of us can do that. I certainly can't. So I tried to distill this down to uh, a practice that's as little as three minutes, and so it begins with a focus on the breath, deepening the breath, slowing it down, uh, inhaling through the nose to a count of three and pausing to a count of three, exhaling effortlessly to a count of four. And we get in this sort of rhythm of deep breathing. It activates our parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And then we go through a self-guided meditation, uh, just focusing for 30 or 40 seconds each on that for which we're grateful. Gratitude is so intrinsic to happiness. Uh, acceptance is an acknowledgement that life does not always comport with our parent wants and needs, and there is pain and suffering in life, and we need to acknowledge it and sit with it. Uh, we transition then to the I in gain, which is intention, and this is really an acknowledgement that our brains are wired to be rather negative and mm. uh, distracted by the past and future in maladaptive ways, so we focus on uh, our present experience during the I in gain. And then the N is non-judgment, and, and as you know, we are very judgmental creatures and seem to label things as good or bad, particularly ourselves, and with our negativity bias, it's often uh, not good, and therefore we generate a lot of low self-esteem and shame, regret, depression. And then we return to the breath, and, and the practice is three minutes, but what happens is whenever we feel anxious or a little bit off the rails, including in the winter, we can just go back to our breath. We're walking down the hall, going to a meeting with our boss. We're feeling anxious. We just go to this practice, um, this deep, slow breathing, and it brings those other gain elements uh, to our mind. And so we end up going to this practice several times a day in many cases. And But it starts with three minutes in the morning. Oh, good. Okay. And um and then the more you do it, the more you think, well, maybe I should do it for five minutes. I'll get even more benefit, right? I mean, it, it kind of it's kind of like exercise where it builds on itself. And if you feel that high, start feeling the high from exercise, you want to do it a little longer each time. Well, yes. I mean, often when you're when you you found that 
comfortable place to sit in the morning after you've opened the blinds and done your morning hygiene, find a comfortable chair in which to sit or whatever position is comfortable. Um, you know, if you're really enjoying that and you have the time, then yes, just sit with it. Even just go back to the breath and sit with a focus on the breath, that deep, slow breath. It's mm-hmm. rather enjoyable kind of being in this parasympathetic mode where our heart rate is reduced, our blood pressure is lower, our blood sugar is nice and low and and sort of bathed in these positive hormones. And yeah, if you have time, uh, sit with it. But otherwise, just go back to it during the day. And I, you know, I find that I'm driving and, you know, I get a little judgmental of somebody. I don't like the way they're driving ahead of me, not using their turn signal. And a little light bulb goes off and I realize I'm judging them. And I sort of have a laugh to myself, get a little dopamine hit and just drop the judgment. <laughs> so okay. we kind of go back to this practice more and more the longer we practice it. Wow. And that's, uh, there's a lot of practice you can do during driving. That's for sure. You know, and uh, getting in that zone. But, uh, you also mentioned being non-judgmental, uh, with, uh, during the holidays. Uh, and, uh, I, I, it just brings to mind when you're in with relatives or those friends that you haven't seen in a long time, how judgmental people can be, including myself sometimes. Yes. And then, uh, but at the other end of the spectrum, your your first the, the the G stands for gratefulness or, or gratitude rather, and uh, yes. and then also people are so grateful and uh, have gratitude toward their relatives and loved ones during the holidays when they get together and sometimes that's the only time they see them uh, the, ent- the entire year and uh, so it's it's kind of the two extremes uh, <laughs> I think the first letter is one extreme the the last letter is the other extreme but uh, I like your well you know they're all they're all very tight interwoven yes, David, of course, right yeah. i mean so that you know like when you are being non-judgmental you are actually kind of consciously or not bringing in gratitude mm-hmm. because you know here's uncle tom and you know he's uh, the opposite wing uh, in his political views than me and right. of course i you know this we're so divided in our culture now it automatically elicits these responses and these assumptions these judgments and, you know, they may not be true. He may be, uh, I'm just going to use an example, you know, he may be a devout Republican, but he may or may not like Donald Trump, or he may or may not believe other things with which I may disagree. And so why jump to conclusions? Why judge him? And even if he does have a lot of uh, beliefs that I don't agree with, he's just a human being, you know, and part of the the end and gain during the meditation, we... We see the Earth suspended in space, one of these beautiful NASA images, and remind ourselves that the Earth is just a planet. It's neither good nor bad. And we are just a human being. We are just a person, and we are neither good nor bad. So mm-hmm. that applies to uh, Uncle Tom or Uncle Bill, with whom we may not agree, but they're just a person. They're, they're not intrinsically good or bad, and let's just drop that judgment. And that brings in some gratitude, right? Because Sure it sort of elicits this sense of, you know, it's actually kind of pleasant being all together, even if we disagree, you know, there's this mm-hmm. sort of glue, this connection between us. And, and that brings gratitude, acceptance is part of it, accepting other people without judgment and learning to accept ourselves, which is most difficult. And so these elements are very interconnected. Now, you mentioned uncles. Let me mention aunts. Uh, my aunt, <laughs> my, I, don't, I don't care much for my auntie, 
biotic. And uh, but my favorite aunt is my <laughs> is antioxidant. I like her. <laughs> anyway, all right, uh, Doc. We need to take one last break of the hour, and when we come back, I want to ask you about melatonin. If that uh, can reset our body clocks or circadian rhythms uh, during the winter season, what do you think of that as a doctor, as well as the uh, physical effects if we're not sensitive to light or don't seem to be consciously sensitive, are we, is it still affecting our health? Much more information to come here with Dr. Greg Hammer, the author of Gain Without Pain. We'll give out his website one more time when we come back from this brief break. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need clear saline nasal spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. This holiday season, the turkey isn't the only thing that gets stuffed. <laughs> Everyone knows when we eat too much, gas and bloating are likely to follow. Even more trouble ensues when we combine too many rich foods high in fat and sugar. An antacid may bring a moment of relief, but there is a smarter idea. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. Taken daily, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics provide optimum digestive support with enough of the good probiotic bacteria to help us digest rich holiday foods. And for sudden upper digestive distress, chew a capsule or two. The enzymes and postbiotic metabolites only found in Dr. O'Hara's probiotics as a result of the three-year fermentation process will help you feel better and improve your overall digestive health. This holiday season, discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. You'll be glad you did. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at Sprouts, Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, and natural health retailers nationwide. Also available online. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior, fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. 
Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul. Oh, sorry, it's David the Snowman. <laughs> hey, just consider me your frosty friend every Saturday morning as we heat up your level of health to new heights that you may have never experienced before. We'd like to help you achieve the highest level of health possible without the shots, sutures, or surgery. We use speakers and sound instead. Thank you. And uh, we have a transformational speaker for you right now, Dr. Greg Hammer, if you're just joining us. He is professor at uh, Stanford University School of Medicine and best-selling author of Gain Without Pain. Uh, give us one more time, Dr. Hammer, how people can get your book and also your website, please. Yeah, so we can get the book on Amazon or through my website. It's greghammermd.com, G-R-E-G-H-A-M-M-E-R-M-D.com. All right, good deal. Now, uh, let's talk about melatonin, which is the sleep hormone, as you know. And uh, as a doctor, do you recommend, I mean, millions of people take it. Uh, usually self-medication is the way that people use it, although some doctors do prescribe it for people with insomnia and sleep uh, problems. But uh, what about, uh, well, and jet lag as well. But what about for a seasonal affective disorder, a depression, or winter blues at this time of the year? Do you recommend it or not? Well, I think, uh, you know, for whatever reason, when we get kind of down, um, our sleep, exercise, and nutrition all tend to get off the rails a bit. So, you know, we may be a little bit depressed. Maybe we're staying up late. We're not sleeping well. We're fatigued. Um, I can tell you that when I've been on call, nothing hits the spot, albeit briefly, than a piece of that nice chocolate seized candy that I can find at <laughs> one of the nursing stations uh, around the holidays. And that, you know, when we're tired, we reach for sugary stuff, right? Right. It gives us a boost, but then we crash, and then we're too tired to exercise. So mm -hmm. our our diet, we're getting into more sugary foods because they feel good um, when we're not sleeping well, and then our exercise gets a bit off the rails. So we need to get things back on track, and when we're uh, in this kind of mode, we need to really focus again. The eye and gain is intention. We need to focus our intention on our sleep hygiene, exercise regimen, and our nutrition. So uh, melatonin can help get our sleep back on track. I actually take a little bit every night. Um, but as you said, yes, it is a hormone that is uh, inhibited by light and enhanced by darkness. And it does secreted by a little gland in the middle of our brain called the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. And uh, it does help us sleep. And so if your sleep is dysregulated, uh, your circadian rhythms are a bit off, uh, it's a great substance. And, and, you know, many people take it regardless. I actually take a small dose every night. We produce less melatonin as we age. That's right. uh, melatonin has anti-inflammatory effects. It's good for our central nervous system. Um, as long as I think, as long as the dose is kept relatively small, there's no real downside. Um, I think when people start taking larger doses, there yeah. can be some side effects, um, but mm -hmm. I think if you're taking five milligrams or less, um, you know, it's something that I do, so I would recommend that people might try it if they're not sleeping well. Mm -hmm. I take three milligrams of a rapid-dissolving tablet and put it under my tongue. Um, when we swallow uh, substances, uh, the blood from our gut goes through our liver before it gets to our brain, and so the liver takes a lot of most substances out of the bloodstream, and so... Uh, if we actually take things under our tongue and let them dissolve, uh, that blood just goes right back to our heart and to our brain. So if 
we're taking something that's good, good for our brain, we may want to take it sublingual. But mm. for me, three milligrams works. I've tried manipulating the dose a bit, and I find that if I take more, it actually uh, I might get a little rebound when I'm trying to sleep, and I may not sleep that well or for that that's long. That's right. So yeah. Paradoxical dose, effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I understand the uh, human body produces about 0.3 milligrams per night. So, but as you mentioned, because of absorption compromises, uh, that uh, you know you might have to take more to uh, counteract or uh, compensate for the fact that you're not going to absorb 100% of it. Uh, okay, let's move on to physical effects of, uh, of lower light levels, and hopefully, uh, don't you see uh, in the future as light being used as medicine as one of the components? I mean, right up there with drugs and, you know, other uh, medical procedures and or uh, medical, uh, uh, the uh, armamentarium that uh, the medicine has at their fingertips, uh, instead of just writing a prescription pad for a pharmaceutical like a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, <clears throat> excuse me, they, uh, they might uh, uh, represent or uh, prescribe brighter light in your room. Yes, I think it's actually a really interesting topic. Um, you know, I used to be very skeptical of the therapeutic, so-called therapeutic effects of red and near-infrared light. Uh, but, you know, it's just kind of coincidental that you bring that up because I've done a lot of reading on it recently. And, you know, you have to be really cautious about what you read about these red and, and near-infrared devices. Uh, and this is just one aspect of uh, addressing your question, of course. But I think there is a lot of press on the therapeutic benefits of red and near-infrared light. The caution is that a lot of people who are, uh, you know, in, on social media touting the benefits actually are affiliated with one of the com- one of the manufacturers of particular yeah, device. Right. So yes. I think you have to be cautious about that and, and look to more objective scientific literature. But uh, I'm discovering that actually there's there is a growing body of literature touting the health benefits and. And funny you should bring it up because I just ordered one. Oh, really? <laughs> I ordered one of these, uh, uh, you know, sort of full-body hmm. red light devices. Okay. I have a gym at home uh, that I actually use almost every day, and I'm going to hang that red light in there. And, um, you know, uh, people that I know well uh, really tout it. Uh, my daughter told me uh, a couple of months ago that her her dog has a joint problem, and she's taking her dog for red light therapy. <laughs> Is and, that right? Wow. You know, I don't know about that. I mean, the <laughs> the, the the fur on the dog may yes. prevent a lot of the red light from penetrating yeah, to I the wonder. skin, but I don't I don't know for sure. But huh. uh, I I sort of laughed at it a little bit, and she said, "Well, you know, it won't hurt, and it might help." So, um, well, and, and that's and, my and philosophy, yeah. also. <laughs> and you know that if it's uh, if it does help, you know it's not a a psychosomatic or a placebo effect in the pet because there's no placebo effect with animals, you would think. <laughs> we, as far as we know, yes, that's, yeah, that's, that's a right, correct right. statement. <laughs> yeah, so some animals are more like people, right? But that's another program. Um, no, I think that I think that people will be, uh, I don't know about prescribed, but I think that red and near-infrared light is, is becoming uh, a known entity as far as its health benefits. So I, I think that's one aspect of an answer to your question about light therapy. Right, um, like infrared saunas, for instance. Yeah, well, there you get the double benefit of, of heat. And there's a phenomenon called hormesis, which is sort of a low-grade stress that's actually good for us. It, it kicks our cells right. into mm-hmm. a reparative mode. 
and cleans up debris, gets rid of old senescent pro-inflammatory cells in our body. Hormesis has a lot of, uh, you know, ways you can practice hormesis for your body, intermittent fasting, uh, hypoxia, actually guys who teach skydiving are uh, hypoxic enough of the time that their telomeres get longer and their oh. DNA methylation hmm. gets to a pattern that indicates their biologic age is younger. So there are a lot of manifestations of hormesis, but, but I like heat therapy and particularly heat followed by cold, I think is you know, right. invigorating. Yeah. It, yes. is. it may actually kick ourselves into a healthy gear um, so that red light sauna actually can provide the benefit of red and near-infrared light as well as heat and the hormesis uh, associated with that. Yeah, and even regular saunas have tremendous health benefits, which that's a whole other program. But uh, just to mention that, because uh, a lot of people don't realize just how beneficial health-wise that saunas can be in general, whether it's oh, yes. infrared or or the traditional saunas. Now, uh, let's since you mentioned anti-social media, <laughs> uh, let's talk about <laughs> electronic devices. Now, I'm not on Facebook or Instasham or Stinkton or any of those, <laughs> but um, but uh, do, do they help or hinder our circadian rhythms and uh, cases of SAD or winter blues? I mean, it seems like they would hinder them because uh, so so many people go to bed with them. I mean, they turn it off, even if they if they even turn it off, uh, they turn it off right before they go to bed. I mean, they're, they're on it uh, on some kind of screen uh, all the way until la-la land. You know, and I, I have to say, yes, as we mentioned, David, the blue light uh, from the screen actually, you know, has a, effect, a negative effect in that case right. uh, on one's circadian rhythm and, and tends to prevent them from falling asleep. So the recommendation for people with issues related to sleep, which is most of, most of us, mm -hmm. is to avoid uh, blue light devices one or two hours proximate to the time of going to sleep. So that would include our, our phones, our tablets, our laptops, even television. That's right. Um, some some people don't really have that much of an adverse effect on blue light. I have to say that when I get too tired to read and I put my book away, I'll often watch one of these amazingly wonderful shows on Netflix or what have you on my laptop, and I do take the three milligrams of melatonin, and maybe that counteracts the adverse effect of the blue oh, light. Right, but yeah. I'm able to close my laptop and go to sleep. But, um, you know, I think especially if you're having trouble going to sleep or waking up, early or several times at night, um, then you need to start invoking everything you can to improve your sleep hygiene. And yes, the blue light is, is one of those elements. Yeah. And since you mentioned melatonin and blue light, I read, and uh, I don't know if uh, you've seen the research, but uh, I did read that uh, the uh, you know exposure to blue light within two hours of bedtime can lower melatonin levels as much as 25%. So uh, it's good that you're and taking that may be supplemental why, <laughs> Yeah, melatonin. that may be why I get away with my laptop, <laughs> because I'm taking melatonin. Right. So. Right. You take the, get the poison and then take the antidote. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, just a, a minute or two left. Uh, Eco-environments, I have an article about uh, you know how people can reconstruct their or uh, reconfigure their homes uh, to be more conducive to 
uh, their circadian rhythms. Uh, but, you know, basically that's what we're talking about, right? Just being aware of your electronic devices being on too late at night. And, uh, and what about uh, dimming the lights? I have dimmers on all my light switches so that uh, as it gets darker or as it gets later rather in the evening, I tend to dim them down so that by the time I go to bed, they're at one, you know, one of their lowest settings. Uh, so, um, it, 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 I mean, it's not just screen time. It's, it's just exposure to light in general as well, too, that can, be, can cause sensitivity, right? Oh, I think that's, yeah, I mean, I, it's not an area of my expertise, but, but I've read a little bit about that. And again, with regard to our circadian rhythms and melatonin secretion, uh, et cetera, that makes a lot of sense. I know that when I'm uh, getting ready to lie in my bed and read a book, and I know that, you know, for, if I had trouble sleeping, I would not read on my bed because the bed is for two things and neither of them are reading. Yes. Right. Um, and certainly scream time. But uh, I tend to uh, turn the lights off in the room and I have just a small uh, LED lamp that I turn on. I make it bright enough so I can see the words on the page. And then okay. if I'm just going to watch something on my laptop, I dim it way down. So mm-hmm. there's not much light in the room other than my laptop screen. And um, but I think that makes a lot of sense to dim all the lights in the house. If you're if you're moving around your house as it's getting darker outside, uh, let your eyes adjust to a lower level of light. You know, there's certainly blue light in the uh, broad spectrum of LED or incandescent lighting, and and that makes a lot of sense to me. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hammer, for shedding light on the subjects of <laughs> of uh, dim light and uh, having not enough light during the uh, the winter season. You know, it was just two days. Uh, ago that it became i mean we had the winter solstice two days ago the 21st of december now it's the 23rd and uh, so anyway i want to wish you a happy healthy holiday season and uh, all the best and again the book gain without pain the happiness handbook for healthcare professionals give us your website one last time greghammermd.com g-r-e-g-h-a-m-m-e-r-m-d.com and uh, before we sign off david it's it's been wonderful being with you. Love to join you again anytime. All right. That's the deal. Um, we'll do, and uh, we'll talk to you next year, if not before. Thanks so much, Dr. Hammer. My pleasure. That's it for the show. Join us again next week, same time, same station, for another edition of the program. And you can always join us, drhealthradio.com. That's drhealthradio.com. And join us 12 hours from now on the station you're listening to right now for the rebroadcast of this morning's show. And remember, friends don't let friends eat fruitcake. Join us next week for our special Alcohol and Your Health edition, our last show of 2023. Until then, I'm David Snow reminding you that it isn't how long you live, it's how you live long. Aloha, have a healthy week, and a Merry Berry Christmas. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.